soldiers. Don't give yourselves to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, and what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines. You are not cattle. You are men. You want to fight? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. So, I didn't really uh, prepare a bunch of nominees or anything like that. I don't even know if we'll call this Sucker Punch of the Week. But I I, I did uh, want to comment on um, how bored the American public must be that there's a conversation about the sexuality of two Muppets. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I turned on the TV to see what's happening in the world, and uh, CNN is reporting on whether or not Bert and Ernie are gay. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. what the uh, fuck? The news is a little old. Of course they are. I mean, it, you know, if we're going to make assumptions, my point is just like, what the fuck? Who cares? I thought... Uh, Big Bird was gay personally he sounds real fruity but why are we even I don't get it I just don't get that this is why would we even be concerned enough to debate it how bored are we with our life and I do think like that's what like I was watching Spike TV I don't know if Spike TV is still on the air I don't know if that's still a channel but uh I remember I was watching it for like some UFC event or something and the commercials yeah, right. that come on in between, right? So, you you know, in between segments or fights or whatever, they put on a commercial and it's either about like your hair loss or, you know, um, Viagra or like monster truck rallies that are coming up later on in the month. And I'm like, how stupid do they think the demographic is? And it's probably pretty accurate, but that's, you know, news news program, what they deliver in the news to me is a judgment of the intelligence that they think we're at, the intelligence level that they think we we have as Americans. This is, this is what's right. going to occupy our minds. Yeah, I, we're moving closer and closer to that movie, Idiocracy. I mean, it's like, do people really care about hurricanes or would they care more about Burton Ernie being gay? I mean, you know, we could um, wonder about whether they're gay or not. I think that they aren't because they're inanimate fucking objects and they're Muppets. Yes, they've been, uh, you know, they have been being uh, fisted for about 45 years now. But I don't think that's neither here nor there. Yeah. 
Anyway. Being fisted means you're gay. I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of girls into fisting. <clears throat> I don't know. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not. This yeah. girl is not into fisting. Oh, man. Well, I, I think it's just, you know, I blame reality TV. And I blame the fact that we have it so good. We're so comfortable in the U.S. that we have extra time to debate whether two puppets are gay. And just puppets that don't even have, they don't even have dicks, right? That's what I'm saying. They're not, they're not, they're not real. They're not real things. And they don't even have like, like as much as they have a a dynamic on the show, like it's a children's show, guys. It's a, they're literally teaching you ABCs and, and one, two, threes. They slide you know what I mean? Like yeah. all over, under, left, near? right. Like, yeah, near, far. far. Like that's like, that's how I remember it. I don't know what they're teaching nowadays, yeah. but good. God. You know what would be really upsetting and what would really make the news is if we started the rumor that Snuffleupagus was a Republican. Well, that would really blow people's minds. I think Did you guys hear that Snuffleupagus is a Republican. Isn't that yeah. crazy? First of all, he's brown. I think he's a Democrat because he's definitely got a drug problem. That's true. Snuffleupagus is a heroin addict. (laughs) (laughs) Big bags under his eyes. Him and fucking Eeyore, they, (laughs) they hang out frequently and they freaking shoot up heroin. Anyway. It's not cool to... Make fun of imaginary creatures' problems, Sam. That's true. Or you know their their drug addictions. You got to be sensitive yeah. to that. Anyway, just to be clear, we're not debating whether they are gay or not. We're debating whether you're an idiot because you care about whether they're gay or not. <laughs> and I think uh, my verdict is you're an idiot if you care whether they're gay or not. Here, here. They're fucking Muppets. Anyway, yes. what's the next thing? Did you did you happen to see the press conference, the UFC press conference with um, McGregor? I didn't see the press conference. Oh, I, all I got to see was the uh, highlights. I guess the highlights. Yeah, yeah, I just were. Was that the one where he he's McGregor's wearing the pink suit? And... Yeah, I think he was he was um, promoting his new. Uh, whiskey that dude oh, okay is one of the craziest rich people on the planet he's for sure he is crazy like he makes it real hard for me to root for him it's so hard yeah, i think that's what makes me root for him i and like i heard that john jones got you know the go ahead to fight and i was yeah. like who cares I don't care. Yeah, some, he's made it hard for me to root for. Yeah, they were saying he he might come back um, for uh, UFC two thirty, but um, Dana White put the, I guess the kibosh on that, or basically he said no, that's not happening. Um, but with this guy, I mean, uh, Conor McGregor, I mean, 
he just, you know, he goes. Dana White goes out there and he says things like, oh, he's the best at mental warfare and, and this and that. And I'm like, I, you know, if if these actors, I mean, these actors, if these uh, fighters, right, they might as well be actors nowadays. If these fighters are weak minded enough or the, they're, they're meatheads enough to be thrown off by McGregor, it, it's I just I don't understand it. Like to me, McGregor acting like that would make me feel more confident. If he was coming after me the way he does to some of these fighters like Khabib, like he was going after Khabib, he was being so outrageous and over the top that it's like a caricature of a confident person. You know? It's right. like it's yeah. it's so to me like transparent that I would I would assume that I intimidate him. Like I'd be like, you are screaming so much. You won't let me finish a sentence. You won't let me because to in, to me, it makes him look weak. That's how I see it. Like McGregor doesn't look strong in that con in that um, confrontation. He looks like the weak one because he's childish in his insults. He just keeps ranting. He changes the subject when anybody ever confronts him about something. He starts promoting his um, his whiskey. And just going on and on about the whiskey because, like, you know, just plugging it, like using this platform just to, you know, uh, promote. And it's yeah, it's it's so outrageous and over the top. I would just be like, damn, man, I'm I, you must be losing sleep thinking about how you're going to be locked in a cage with me. He must be losing sleep. You must be doing you must be wrestling so much like he finally has some cauliflower ear. He does. Yeah, I like you must be. Well, they, his camp made the comment. His camp made the comment that he is ready to out wrestle Khabib, and I was like, uh, "Yeah, right." It's just another psychological ploy. <clears throat> but you know, if you look into Khabib's eyes, man, I mean, the Russians not scared. Uh, yeah, I, Russian I... Russians are not a scary people. You know, they're not going to scare easy. And this is right around, it's around the corner, man. I know. We have less than a week. Holy shit. Less than a week. It's next Saturday. It's not, yes. Not this Saturday, the next one. October 6th. That's a good card, man. You got, yep. I guess this turned into a fight, fight talk, but uh, you got Khabib Namagamadoff and Conor McGregor in the main event. Co-main. You got uh, Ferguson, Tony Ferguson, and Anthony Pettis. I think that's pretty exciting. I'm excited oh, for, for sure. that one. That's going to be a good fight. And then I think the slightly underrated Ovin Sepru and Dominic Reyes, who I'll be honest, I don't know too much. Ovin Sepru, I think he should be doing better. He's 22 and 11. I would love to see yeah. a rematch between him and John Jones. Although I think, you know. Yeah, I would too. The, the only reason is, like, I think Ovin's, like, he took a real short notice fight. Uh, he got his arm broke in that fight. And I was like, man, with a broken arm, you did pretty good against supposedly the greatest of all time over there. I thought yeah. he did pretty damn good. The Black Beast is fighting. Yeah. Uh, he needs He's fighting Alexander Volkov. 
That should be a tough one. Um, I like the Black Beast. I hate calling him the you? Black Beast. That's his nickname, so I, I guess I should feel comfortable with it. But uh, Derek Lewis, I, I I like him, and I think he did a a great job in that um, fight against Francis Ngannou. Like people could talk shit and everything, but to me, it was like he clearly won that fight, and yeah, he fought. You know, he he was. <clears throat> he could have been more active. He did look like he had like a back problem, like his back was spasming. They said through the fight. And you're a big dude, like yeah, he's a big, a big dude. I, yeah, you know, I've had back spasms, and if I had that much weight on me, um, and I'm over there in front of Francis and Gano, he should have gotten destroyed. That fight, to me, in my opinion, was bad because of Francis, not because of Derek Lewis. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I couldn't imagine fighting, what, three rounds, right? Yeah. And then my back is just killing me. There's no way. But, I mean, some fights go that way. And there were other fights that night that were pretty fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was the that was the DC um, heavyweight championship fight, wasn't it? Yeah, that was freaking insane. That saved everything. I'm I'm more interested in if uh imagine if DC and John Jones fight again but at heavyweight. Right. What do you think happens That's there? That's what they should do. Oh, I, if I was DC, uh, I wouldn't want it any other way. Right. Like I'd be like, "Nah." And he has he has both belts now, so he's got he should be able to say what happens, you know. Yeah. But I call DC at heavyweight all day long. Yeah. If I was DC also, I think I would go down to uh, light heavy, uh, defend it one more time, and then leave it and just stay at heavyweight. Why not? Yeah. He doesn't have much time. Especially if, yeah, especially if Kane's not coming back. Like, I feel that's kind of the reason that he did that anyways. And he was un- he's undefeated at heavyweight, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, he's... Well, a- his only defeats came to John Jones, right? That's the only person that's ever defeated him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And... Uh, I still think a lot of that is mental, too, because it just seems like... I, I don't think John Jones does, does anything that he can't overcome. Right. It doesn't mean he won't overcome it. I just don't think he does anything that he can't overcome. Right. You know? Yeah. And I think that the third fight would make the difference. How about this for a third fight? Tito Ortiz and Chuck Liddell yeah. are going to fight uh, for a ridiculous third fight. I mean, Chuck already beat him twice, so this is just... I guess to make them some extra cash, right? Make yeah. Oscar De La Hoya a little bit of cash. Yeah, I mean, we'll kind of get Oscar's um, promotion. That, yeah, like his jump into MMA. Yeah, I mean, not, not a bad fight. I mean, they're still. I'm sure they both have plenty of fans left. You know. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm not. I, I'm not mad at it. 
I'm not ex- too excited for it, but yes. But at the same time, like it's like uh, people are talking about, um, what is it, Mayweather and um, Pacquiao, and it's like, what I'm I'm not gonna watch it. I'm yeah. not, I'm not gonna watch Chuck Liddell and Tito Ortiz fight again. Why Why wouldn't I do that? And yeah. then you know, look, let's put it this way. What's what, when is it on November twenty fourth? I couldn't, if somebody's like, are you going to watch that? I'm like, well, what else is going on, right? There might be something else happening that day that I'm interested in. Like, you know, I might read a book. I might take a nap. No, I don't know. There may be something (laughs) else that will take my attention from it. But, hey, man, it's a a Saturday night. I'm not doing much. Let's let's watch that. Now, I'm not paying for it. I'll tell you that much. I'm not paying for it. I might go to no. a, a, you know, a local, a local bar somewhere and and catch it, but I'm I'm not paying for it. Yeah, I'm not spending money on that. No, I was up there. I went to Vegas to watch the second fight in 2007. Oh wow, that was pretty awesome. No, but it was a great I'm, fight when it happened. Yeah, huge. I mean, when they're they're probably both peaking at the point at that point, you know. And it was uh, exciting then. Now, it's just almost sad, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I was actually trying to find it. I, I couldn't find the card. Like, I don't know what else is happening on that card. I think Gleason T-Bow might be on it. Um, but, <clears throat> you know, as far as like... I'm interested in, you know, Golden Boy Productions and what they're going to be able to do as far as if they're going to start promoting MMA. Are they going to be able to have uh, a roster as deep as like Bellator or even some of these other promotions like, um, what is it? uh, Is it World Series of Boxing or not World Series of Boxing, World Series of Fighting that they're doing like that million dollar uh, tournament right now? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, which, I mean, that stuff is pretty exciting, you know, especially since it's not, like, the top. You know, it's like all these lower-level MMA fighters could have a chance to go make a million dollars if, you know, they they work hard to enter this tournament and get in there. And, if you know, if they get signed with other promotions. Um, We got Fedor and um, Chael Sonnen coming up, don't we, on Bellator? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's still happening. That's out there still going down, man. I I just want Fedor to win. I'm not a big fan of these big mouth. uh, You know, Anderson Silva would be very respectful, and he he wouldn't really say much outside of the cage. And when he went in there, yeah, he would clown. People would get mad at him for clowning people in the cage. They'd say, oh, he's so disrespectful, this and that. I mean, to me, like, that's where the mental warfare takes place. Like, with the Diaz brothers slap you, man, that stuff is awesome to watch. Like, they'll just straight up slap yeah. somebody in there. and uh, But they get it done. It gets in your head, you know. Um, but this outside uh, antics that, like, Chael and, and Connor do, you know, it's not my – it's not the kind of stuff that gets me – I mean, it gets me psyched for the fight. But, and and to their credit, I, I'm just, I want somebody to whoop their ass. 
you know. So it doesn't yeah. matter when it comes to them, you know, hey, they don't care whether uh, you're, I'm watching to see them lose or win as long as I'm putting money in their pockets. Yeah, I think a lot of people said that about Muhammad Ali, too. Of course, there's no, not now anyways, there's no comparing McGregor to Ali, but same antics, you know, getting, being really annoying pre-fight. And, you know, I mean, I think there's something to it. There's something to the outside psychological warfare. And I think you're right to an extent. Like, I think, like, Connor does part of it to psych himself up, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, you've never seen Connor walk walk into the octagon tentatively. He's always ready to go. You know what yeah. I mean? And Khabib, I mean, I made the comment earlier, he's stone-faced Russian. And I don't think that Connor is going to really have success getting into his head. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I, I don't. Russia. Yeah, those, the, those, the Russians, <clears throat> the, like, if they're from, like, Russia, Ukraine, or anything like that, those guys, they always come in very stoic. Right. You know, they just have this kind of deadpan about them. They don't say much outside. Part. I mean, I, I would like to go um, into like start watching a lot of Russian MMA just to see if you, that must be some boring press conference. <laughs> so <laughs> some boring promoter. Like, come on guys, somebody, somebody come in here and just liven up the crowd a little bit. Cause both of them are like, yes, I come in. I, I, I break him. I beat him. Yes. You know, like he does not even love mother Russia yeah. half as much as I love mother Russia. It's like, we both love mother Russia. I mean, it's not a debate. <laughs> I, I think we could both agree on that, right? And then I'm just smash his face. I don't know if that's a good <laughs> Russian accent. Uh, probably not. That was perfect. Was it? Yeah. I didn't even think I was talking to Sam anymore. <laughs> like, oh, whoa. Was a, damn. Who's this Russian on the line? But, yeah, um, I, I, don't, I don't think he's – I don't. I think you might see a moment of him getting a little upset, you know, but I don't think he's getting it into his head. No. Nah. It's just, you know, that whole cultural thing, like – you know, we can segue into this. I know that we've talked about this before. I don't think we ever talked about it on the air or whatever you may call this, right. this platform. But uh, okay. Russians, they just don't smile like Americans do. When We're kind of taught to walk around and if we see a stranger and hold the door for him, smile at him, you know? Yeah. Um, and Russians are like, what? Why the fuck are you smiling, you crazy person? You know? Yeah. <laughs> That's just part of their culture. I, I heard this great, um, this guy from Russia who, who lived there in when they got their first McDonald's. And so of course, McDonald's being an American company, part of their policy was to smile at the customer. And they had to change that real quick because it's, it, people didn't want to come and, and eat at McDonald's because they're like, why is this? There's mad people that work at McDonald's. They just walk around smiling at us all day. So it was odd for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which transitions right into Americans having, saying, you know, saying, have a nice day. We're like one of the only countries on the planet. Even the Brits make fun of us for telling our fellow Americans, hey, have a nice day. 
hope your day goes good, you know? Yeah. So we have a lot of odd... Customs. I, it's not odd to us, but I mean, yeah. we have odd customs that I'm sure other countries are like, what the fuck is wrong with Americans, you know? <laughs> they're not They're not really that nice. They're just programmed to say that shit. What I think is weird is that we're also very shitty in a lot of other ways. It's like, have a nice day, spick. It's like we're very racist. We don't like how how are we like we're and and I think that's one thing. I don't know. Are are British people like that? I think uh, I don't want to. I don't know. I I, I think white people are like that. Like they're more like very polite, but you know they'll always do that offhanded kind of insult. Yeah. Where you know I mean I think that's America is like you know kind of like how. Trump, you know, is he'll what did he he didn't do it this year, but like during nine eleven he he said, Hey, you know, I wanna um even even the haters and the losers out there, I hope they're having a great day on this, you know, memorial of nine eleven. Some something weird to that effect. I should look up the yeah. quote. But it's like he's one of those people, like he can't say anything nice without like a either elevating himself or or you know insulting somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like so hard. I'd like to. I think that's like. A I would love to spend one day <clears throat> inside of inside of Trump's mind. Oh God. Just to see what I mean, because there's almost no external like point of view that seems to be important to him yeah. like everything radiates from trump you I th- know like you're saying like it's like hey it's 9-11 and i just want to say that uh trump tower wasn't hit on that day yeah. you know what i mean like it has to it has to go back to well, him somehow. yeah he did say that they said hey how is uh th- this was like during 9-11 i don't know how we got on this this was about american culture and how they we say have a nice day and it turned into the trump talk but it was because i feel like that's how american culture is we're we're not really we're polite but we also have so many like deep-seated under you know what i mean like there's this underbelly of just really amoral kind of thinking you know? Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, he had said on 9-11 when they asked him how his buildings were doing because it was close to the the event. And, and he said, well, before he answered whether his building was compromised structurally or anything, he, he first started talking about how um, his building was the second largest building or it was the largest building until they built the World Trade Center's and then it became the second largest building, and now it's the largest building again. Yeah, that was what he said odd. first. It's so fucking yeah. odd. It's so crazy. It's so. It's like, man, you're fucking weird, man. Yeah, you're a fucking people live in bubbles, though, man. I mean, even even me, you know. Oh I, yeah. You know, we're not. No one is guiltless. Like I'm. I live in that bubble too i just don't live in a billion dollar bubble you know? no that's a that's a crazy that is a crazy bubble here's his actual yeah. quote so this was a long time ago this wasn't like this year but he said i would like to extend my best wishes to all 
even the haters and the losers on this special date, September 11th. <laughs> like, what's the... Even the haters and the losers on this special date. <laughs> what's the fucking uh, point? Oh, man. That's, anyway. our, that's our president. Oh, God. All right. I had I'll... a professor one time, going back to the uh, niceness thing. She was n- not originally from Texas, and she said, well, you know, the... The politeness and stuff that you get, like when you go to a convenience store or, uh, you know, Walmart or out to eat, she's like, it's it's not real. Like, I, she's like, I feel like the Texas friendliness is kind of a show. And at the time, I was kind of offended. Yeah. Right. And then I went to Arkansas when I was still in the army for training. And everyone there was fucking rude. Like, just, every, like, you know, like, you pull up to a drive through and it was, what do you want? It wasn't, like, even, like, what can I get you? It was, what do you want? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, give me a second, you know. Yeah. And so, being from want? Texas, you're just not, you're just not used to it, you know. So, I think I was, I think I was, I felt like I was treated better even in New York that has that stigma of being like, you know, tough New Yorkers that don't give a shit about anybody and they're always yeah. rude and always in a hurry. I feel like they were even more polite than the people in Arkansas. Well, the I, only people in Arkansas right. that, that were polite were the ones that were going to be tipped at the end of the meal. You know, Right. That had something on the line. I think New yeah. Yorkers aren't as much rude as in a hurry. I think... That's what right. it is. That is they, we don't, That's all it is. We don't have time right now, you know. So it's like, what you know? What do you need, man? Come on, like I got a big yeah. long line, and that I'm not gonna get up. I'm not upset with you because you're taking your time. These people are gonna lose their shit. Somebody's got a cab waiting. Someone's double parked. This person's gonna miss their bus. There's a train that they're gonna miss. Like everybody's got a deadline. Hurry up, order your shit, or get the yeah. fuck out of line. Like that's even basic. on the subway. Where you're trapped inside of a tunnel with yeah. people on a train. It's like they're still that way. It's like, hey, I got 20 minutes until I get off, and then that this is my time to think before I have to go into my house and hear my wife give me fucking shit about our lives, all right? Yeah, I don't so, want to spend it listening to your your mouth, yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's definitely a different culture, but, you know, once I got into it, I realized that's all it is. Like, New York never sleeps, and... People are always busy doing something, trying to accomplish something, getting somewhere. But Arkansas, man, like, calm the fuck down. I'd rather people in Texas be fake nice to me yeah. than to just go to a store and you're like, what do you want? You know? That's why they Come voted on, for him. Now, here's here's what? one. No, I said that's why they voted for him. They don't, they're not no. fake nice, and he's not fake nice. Here's one last uh, Trump quote. Uh, this was about the hurricane. And he said, this one, this is one of the wettest hurricanes we've ever seen from the standpoint of water. <laughs> he hey, you know what? That. Maybe it's just he said like that. he's the right person <laughs> at the right time. And we're just uh, not at that level yet. Like he is like a thousand years from now, there's going to be the book of Trump written. Oh, and people are going to follow it. Like that makes yeah, me, that makes 
That's very zen. That is the worst you thing know? you've ever said. <laughs> the worst From prediction. the standpoint, oh, say, that, say that quote again. Say this, that quote again. This is one of the wettest hurricanes we've ever seen from the standpoint of water. Yeah, see? Yeah. That's almost like, uh, let me think. I, I, I'm not going to think of it. Don't don't do it. Don't 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 wrap your brain around that shit, Nate. That's the shit. That's when I say crazy is contagious. You can't wrap your brain around shit like that. It starts to fuck with the gears inside your head. That shit is gonna mess with you for years to come. But I mean, okay. So here's you here's dwell a Buddhist on his quote. Insanity. Here's a Buddhist quote. Okay. Right. Bodies fall to dust, but the truths of the mind will not be destroyed. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. So that just there's nothing really super profound there. No. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, okay. You know? But I feel like that's like from the standpoint of water. Somewhat <laughs> poetic. I, I, I wanna fight you in the street. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a quote? I mean, Can we do that one? If, Can we put that up? I wanna fight you in the street. That's nice. I like yeah. that. <laughs> I, I, he's very specific. If, it, he wants it on the asphalt. Out there, in the street, yeah. wants a public viewing. He wants it to. He's not hiding from anybody. He wants to fight you in the street. <laughs> yeah, anyway, if I were to, if I were to write a book of poems, oh man, right? Yeah. And I was on <clears throat> NPR, and they they announced me, you know, and his new book, from the standpoint of water. From the standpoint That's poetic, of water. Man. From the standpoint of water. And then it, just you know, on the cover, you, it would be that picture of Anderson Cooper, <laughs> right, <laughs> standing in the water while his whole crew know, is uh, like technician is up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh man, I should write that book. I've got enough poems to get that book out. Right from now. the standpoint of water, that sounds great. In context, what he said was ridiculous. It's like <laughs> nothing. It's like he he said nothing. He said nothing. That's a sentence that like it's like a slipknot. It it's like it's not. It's a sentence, but if you just pull at the ends ends of it, it becomes nothing. It becomes nothing. It's just a string yeah. of sound and noises. That's yeah. What it it means is. absolutely nothing. It means nothing. Do you this, think that he's the wettest? This is the windiest. This is the one of the windiest. Hurricanes from the standpoint of wind, from the standpoint <laughs> of breezes. It is yeah. the mo one of the windiest we've ever seen. What are you what the fuck are you saying? Why would you say that? It's just dumb. It's just a dumb thing to say. It's I, I was trying to defend it, but I guarantee you there'd be somebody out there that is a huge Trump supporter that Oh, would, they're doing it. Like no, man. Makes they, perfect sense. What, what doesn't someone, make sense? That person that's out there, that's a Trump supporter. Um, one, I want to thank you, Nate, for making them a listener, a longtime listener. And if they're part of his administration, they may be contacting you. So you could be a little, you know, you could spin it. You could spin shit. Yeah. They're like, what? That's I'm writing that book right now. Like the standpoint of water. <laughs> it, I hate to admit that sounds like a, a nice title of a book from the standpoint of water, it does, it? but it sounds like a book that would be written about like, you know, global warming 
from the standpoint of water. Can y'all stop fucking with yeah. me? That's the first page. Can y'all stop fucking with me? From the standpoint <laughs> of water. You're fucking shit yeah. up. Can you can you fix me? I'm I'm in Flint. This is uh my voice from Flint, Michigan, from the standpoint of water. <laughs> fix this shit. Anyway, let's get back to this card. I want to talk about uh Tony Ferguson and Anthony Pettis. Tony Ferguson. Anthony Pettis. That's gonna be a good one. Man. I it's, mean, just that alone could be the main event. Uh, it's uh, uh, who do you call on this one? Like really? Man, I don't know. I'm looking. I don't know. Anthony, he had a good showing last. Yeah. Last fight, I don't know. So I'm looking at Tony. his his uh, resume. Right after he won the WEC belt in 2010, which anybody, the four people that are listening. If you've seen WC December 16, 2010, it's WEC 53. That was literally one of the best fights that show's ever had. It was really, really good. I remember that. It was the last card. He was the last WEC champion coming yeah. into the UFC. Then he loses as soon as he comes into um, UFC. He loses a th three round, which I forgot about this three round decision to Clay Guida. Yeah. Then he beats Jeremy Stevens, beats Joe Lozon uh, with a first round knockout, beats Donald Cerrone with a first round knockout. I don't remember that. Knockout of the either. night. Holy shit. Then he beats Ben Henderson and Gilbert Melendez. Uh, Two submissions. Ben Henderson with a first-round submission. Gilbert Melendez with a second-round submission. Those are two tough people to submit. Then he yeah. gets mauled by Rafael Dos Anjos. Eddie Alvarez lost. Edson Barbosa lost. Had three-fight losing streak. Uh, I'm looking at Significant strikes landed per minute. And this almost seems wrong, but maybe not. Anthony Pettis, 2.78 significant strikes landed per minute to Tony Ferguson's five yeah. significant strikes landed per minute. But then you look, you have to look at Tony Ferguson's, um, you know, like his resume, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? After he loses those, he he beats Charles Oliveira, loses to Max Holloway, and then beats Jim Miller, loses to Dustin. So he's kind of on and off again as after after his five fight win streak. Uh, he won a belt, defended it once against Gilbert, and then lost it to Rafael dos Anjos. So now he's coming off of a great win against Michael Chiesa. Which should look good because Michael Chiesa is a good grappler, and he beat him with a submission. Right. Yeah. And if you're if you're going back to that Ben Henderson submission and that Gilbert Melendez submission, those are impressive submissions against. I mean, Ben Henderson's one of the hardest people to submit. I'm almost what? Oh, for sure. What did he submit him with? I wish I had that info. I don't have it here. But um, he's a hard person to submit, man. And Gilbert Melendez, 
rolling with the Diaz brothers, you think he's going to be easy to submit? I don't think so. Yeah. And Michael Chiesa. And he, so Tony Ferguson's ground game is going to be interesting, but I have to say Anthony Pettis has the stand-up advantage. Has to. I think so. That's a Especially if he's if they've got his mindset back to his old mindset. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely going to come away with the win. The crazy thing I, is, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. You go ahead. I was going to say the crazy thing is, is this fight actually sets up a possible. Conor McGregor, Anthony Pettis fight. Did you even think Man. that was in the horizon? Man, that Did, would be. What is what is Pettis's ranking right now? Pettis is ranking. Let me see where he's ranking at. Um, eight. And Tony so, Ferguson is number two. Either way, like, even if Conor were to lose. That fight could possibly still happen. Yeah. That, I mean... Should I make my prediction now for Connor and Khabib? Go for it. Well, why don't you just predict uh, Anthony Pettis, Tony Ferguson? I say that it's going to be a three-round fight with Anthony Pettis coming out as unanimous decision. So, unanimous decision. Ferguson's a tough cat, man. That was so hard to call. Because even if it you is. go, okay, really how about on the ground? I think they're both black belts, right? Yeah. I, I'm not sure about Anthony Pettis. I know Tony Ferguson is a black belt, and he's a 10th planet black belt. Yeah. Um, that's going to be a, a crazy one. I think that if, for any reason, um, it it ends up uh, it ends up um, going to the ground and like let's let's say this if it ends up becoming nullified because they're both really good grapplers or really good uh jujitsu practitioners and it stays on their feet then yeah i could see um i don't know i could even see anthony pettis kind of kind of um finishing it because he's just a dynamic striker and I mean, so if Anthony sure. Pettis is the old Anthony Pettis where he just comes out of nowhere with these really nice submissions, and we saw that kind of with the the Michael Chiesa fight, um, I think that Anthony Pettis could definitely win this by submission. I, honestly, let's just put it this way. I think he has more ways to win. He could win by submission. I think he could win by knockout. And he could just potentially nullify the takedowns and outwork him. You know what I mean? I just yeah. see, I do see this. He doesn't really nullify any takedowns because he's going to be comfortable with the idea of going to the ground. I think the more he fights for the takedowns, the more it becomes uh, Tony Ferguson's fight because he's just going to end up kind of pushing him up against the cage, those kind of things. It's a hard fight to call, man. I'm just going to go ahead and yeah. agree with you because I really can't call that fight. Yeah, that's a hard one. So he caught Gilbert Melendez with a guillotine. And Benson Henderson with an arm bar. That's pretty impressive. Wait, what was that again? Ben- so Anthony Pettis, yeah, he caught Benson Henderson with an arm bar. And he finished Gilbert Melendez with a guillotine chokehold. 
armbar and guillotine. That's even crazier. God, I want to see that fight again. I got to yeah. watch that fight. He caught him with an armbar. That's hard. And then that was impressive what he did to Kiesa the other night, that yeah. triangle, triangle armbar. Well, it was it really was that reminiscent because they called him Showtime. I always used to compare him to like um, Anderson and Michael Jordan. And the, the, the reason was I always said he had that ability to, out of nowhere, come with that amazing kick, that amazing strike, the flying knee. He's just, he's going to do something dynamic. You don't know where he's coming from, right? And it could be yeah. at the very last second. Like, so right. if you're comparing him to Michael Jordan, it's like that very last second. He's the, he's the guy you want to have the ball when there's three seconds left on the clock, Anthony Pettis, when 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 it's really time to do it, he he. But you know, I, I don't know what it was that had him on that losing streak, and you know what got in his head if he was having problems outside of the cage, and that affected his performance. I'm not sure, but uh, I, I think he went. I think he went. Uh, I think he could be one of the greatest uh, to ever go in there. You know, what I mean, he's yeah. he's 21 and seven going against. Uh, Tony Ferguson, Tony Ferguson at twenty-five and three. He's ranked number eight, going up against number two. The number one contender is Conor McGregor, and the champion is Khabib Nurmagomedov. If Anthony Pettis pulls this win out, he's immediately in the the running for a fight with either with the winner of Nurmagomedov and McGregor. That's crazy. Yes, that's crazy. This is actually. A crazy card when you, I mean, just thinking of the that's, main event, co main event. That's exciting. I mean, make this a tournament. Like, make them fight that night. I know. That, like, those four guys fight and then the winners fight. I, I would, I would love to see a Conor McGregor Anthony Pettis fight. Oh, for sure. That would be a great fight, dude. That would be a sick fight. I think that would be, that might be one of, the only reason it wouldn't be one of the toughest fights that uh, McGregor has had, because we're not including Nate Diaz, is is because um, Anthony Pettis, you know, hangs back as well. You know what I mean? I think he would be a yeah. lot harder to hit. He's going to be moving in like McGregor. They have very similar styles like that. Um, but I think Anthony might be a little more dynamic. Yeah. Definitely. I think so, too. I think that I think you're exactly right. Connor has beautiful movement. And his timing is is that, insane. Yeah, that's, but his his land his significant strikes is almost six per minute. Yeah, that's Connor. Right. So his accuracy uh, and, is forty seven percent. Let's see what Anthony Pettis is. It's all about who accuracy. he fights. Yeah. Yep, that's true. It's all about who you're fighting, though. You know what I mean? Your accuracy is yep. always nicer when this motherfucker don't know how to move his head. Yep. Your stats look great. When uh, Speaking of that, that's what brings me to saying Conor McGregor, KO, first round. Man, I, I, I won't even disagree, man. I have a horrible... I do not want him to win. I do not want him to win. <laughs> I do not want him to win, but you know we were talking about it, and 
there's really no reason um, Namagamadov should lose, right? Yeah. But, you know, if I look at Namagamadov, I mean, he's 26-0. and 0. The dude, if he gets, if he could just avoid getting hit solid, he's going to, I think he's going to ragdoll and be a major problem. I just think that Conor McGregor, you know, I think he probably, they. why did he take two years to come back? Because he's been wrestling for two years. Like, I yeah, think so. I hope man. so. He's coming back with cauliflower ear. He's uh, uh, wrestling. He's grappling. He's doing major jujitsu. Um, he's coming back. And I think you look at Khabib Namagamadoff. He, um, I always think of Michael Johnson. Michael Johnson kind of hurt him. Um, and he hurt him with like a hook. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. And um, I always say, do you, uh, do you think Michael Johnson's a better striker, just as good of a striker, or not as good of a striker as, as McGregor? And I would say he's not as good of a striker as McGregor. He's a great striker. No. But he's probably not as good as a striker as McGregor. McGregor's a better striker. Is he as, does he hit as hard as McGregor? Probably not again. So, yeah. if he lands that punch, McGregor lands that punch. Yeah. If Michael Johnson <laughs> lands that punch, McGregor lands that punch. And he lands it yeah, sure. harder. He lands it sharper. Uh, he'll probably land it faster. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's going to be where he wants it to be. And, and like you already said, I think McGregor's greatest uh, attribute is not... Oh, that he moves around. I mean, he moves around great. I mean, that is a great attribute. But it's that whenever he throws his punches, they're well placed. They're yeah. They're accurate. They he's not wasting a ton of energy, and that's one of the reason I think is also why he doesn't have a lot of cardio. Kind of like Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson came in the yeah. scene. He was knocking people out in first round he was getting in their head before they even got into the ring by the time they got into the ring these people were already scared of getting knocked out and their all their nightmares came true because he would go in there he would use great boxing he wasn't just a brawler he would use great boxing to get inside and punish you to the body to the head and you're it's over with as soon as he ran into somebody who could take his power he'd become exhausted and that's McGregor's yeah. flaw. If for some right. crazy reason Khabib could take that shot and come back at him, if he could be like uh, Nate Diaz, then McGregor has zero chance. Zero. Right. If he could take a shot like Nate Diaz, McGregor is going to have the worst night, pro worse than the Diaz fight. Yeah. Worse than the Diaz fight. It's going to oh, be. Oh, man. It'd be an, it'll, it'll be a nightmare for him. Yeah. It, it will be the worst, but I will agree yeah. with you and say that I have a horrible, horrible feeling he's going to win that fight, man. <laughs> I hate it. Hey, but how exciting would it be if Nurmagomedov went out there and knocked Connor out in the first round? That would be... How surprised well, would what? everyone be? One thing I hope Namagamadoff does, and if Namagamadoff wins, I hope 
uh, he gets on the mic afterwards and he says something cool like I lied and because he keeps saying, oh, I'm going to beat him up for five rounds. I hope he does not do that. I hope he like starts beat ground, you know, takes him down, starts punishing him so bad and finishes him as quickly as possible. Gabs the mic and said, I, and says like, I lied or I ain't surprised motherfucker. (laughs) That would be, you know what I mean? Like I'm not surprised motherfucker, but you know what I mean? I hope he comes out there and he does something like that and, and says something clever at the end. Like, yeah, I lied. I I wanted to come in here and finish him as quickly as possible. I told him that so that he could have a sense of like urgency and try to get this done as quickly as possible because he doesn't want to be in this cage with me for five minutes or five rounds. And I came in here to finish him as quickly as I possibly can because I don't want to give him a chance to last that shot. He's never going to have a chance to land that shot. And I would like him to do that. I hope he's really thinking that way. I want to see him do that. But I have a horrible feeling you're right horrible feeling yeah that's just kind of what i predict but i'm wrong a lot so yeah i just hope for a good fight i don't want to see i don't really want to see connor knock him out in the first and i don't want to see khabib lay on him for five minutes you know yeah it's like the fight before that has more potential to to show fireworks than yeah well the only reason i would be excited to see conor mcgregor win is because Honestly, I, I don't care if he has to fight Ferguson or Pettis, but I'd rather see him fight Pettis. If Pettis wins yeah. that fight, I will be rooting for McGregor. <laughs> I kind of will be rooting for him because yeah. Khabib's going to do to Pettis what um, uh, Dos Anjos did to Pettis. But yeah. I, I'm going to go here. Ready? Uh, Waterson and Herring. Who do you got? Just call it. Uh, the karate hottie. All right. I, I think so. Yes. Um. Lewis and Volkov. Oh man, I'm gonna. You know what? I'm going for Lewis, but I say Volkov. Yeah, I'm gonna. Go, I'm gonna say uh, Derek Lewis wants to come in and redeem himself. He's gonna go out there looking for a a, a, a knockout. Plus, he doesn't want to lose to this dude. He don't want to lose that guy. Yeah. Uh, Saint yeah. Prue and Reyes. I don't know much about Reyes. All I know is he's undefeated. But what do you think? Yeah, I, I uh, I'm gonna say OSP, OSP, um, just because I root for the guy. Like I feel like, like you said at the beginning, he's he's kind of just reaching his potential, you know. Yeah. And I, I'd like to see him do well. I'm not sure what camp he's with. I hope he's got with a good camp. I think he could be a really great fighter. If I don't care if 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 uh, John Jones is supposed to be this one, you know, this amazing, uh, you know greatest of all time i don't care about ring rush none of that look what gsp did he came in and actually finished the fight um i think that at the end of the day over st is better than people think he is and uh i think he wins this fight um anthony pettis and ferguson i got anthony pettis with the unanimous decision all right i'm gonna say Uh, fuck. I'm going to just disagree with you for once and just say Ferguson with rear naked choke. Just pulling All that right. one out of a hat. No, I'd say I definitely see that going to decision. And I think at the end of the night, Anthony Pettis will have landed the more significant, more dynamic strikes. Sounds reasonable. 
I, I don't even know why I'm disagreeing, just for the hell of it. <laughs> and then uh, we both say Conor McGregor. First round. First round Gio. knockout. Yeah. Yeah. I say second round knockout after a horrible first round. He comes out with, you know, they, they have like some whiskey, some proper 12 in his, <laughs> his water bottle. And uh, he comes out with a vengeance. I'm going to just say that. Yes. Kind, of, kind of like a, a Chael Sonnen and Anderson Silva th- type of thing. Comes out with a vengeance and just punishes Namaga Madoff for um, even thinking he could win. I barely believe what I just said, guys. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and say that is a wrap. If you're listening, yes. tell your friends, tell your grandma, tell your grandpa, tell everybody to get with the program and listen to the Sucker Punch podcast with Sam and Nate. And um, I'm out. Have a nice day.